0: Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. It's really uh, beautiful to see all of you here. I want to say something tonight about lo edel the mishpat, you shall do no wrong in judgment. This is part of our double parsha this Shabbat of Acharei Mot Kedoshim, and our country and our world need this message. But I want to start as our Ancient sages would say with a verse from afar, I want to talk about how we get to a place where we don't do wrong in judgment. So I ask for your patience as we go on this homiletic journey. Our parasha, Mot tells of the ritual of the Day of Atonement, in which the high priest enters the Holy of Holies alone, bearing incense, to cleanse the shrine of the accumulated crust of human guilt. The ritual is opulent, linen, embroidery, immersions, the sacred journey inward to the holy place. I love this kind of ritual. I often manage to avoid noticing that all the pageantry centers on blood. It's blood that the high priest sprinkles to cleanse the holy place. I shy away from the parts of the ritual that are messy, violent, and not very majestic. But this year, I find myself paying attention to the blood. And I notice that in our parasha, after describing this ritual of atonement, the Torah says the following. If anyone of the house of Israel or of those guests who reside among them partake of any blood, I will set my face against that soul that partakes of the blood and cut that soul off from its people, for the blood is the soul. Ki hadam hu And the word I'm translating as soul, nefesh, doesn't translate into English. Biblical translators sometimes translate this word as soul, but it can also mean body, and it can also mean life. Nefesh means the spirit embodied in the body the life force, that which animates a human being, and makes us more than the sum of our atoms. And more than any other Hebrew word for soul, the word nephesh implies a non-dualism of body and soul. Our earliest ancestors believed that the the essence of the life force, this body-soul complex, was embodied in the blood. And the Israelites instituted what have come to be our laws of kashrut, what have come to be our uh, traditional Jewish practices around eating, in part to avoid eating blood when they ate meat. And that practice was and remains a way of respecting that the life force does not belong to us, that everything that holds the mystery of life is sacred. And the Torah speaks with harshness about those that consume blood because it sees blood eating as a fundamental gesture of disrespect toward the holiness of life. The word blood, dam, the word human, adam, and the word earth, adamah, are all inextricably linked. So somehow this week, this verse kept coming to me, hadam hu ha-nefesh, the blood is the life. I remember that once in college, I signed up to have my blood tested for bone marrow donation, a mitzvah that I've never completed, although it's a vital gift of life. And after the nurse Drew my blood she gave me a vial of it to carry over to the next table and as I was walking I looked down at this vial and said oh that's me and now it's in this tube and I must have turned green because an entire team of football players got out of my way and let me to the head of the line <laughs> so I find myself resonating with our traditions p- intuition about the eeriness of blood the Tosafot. A commentary on the Talmud explains the Zvers "Kidam Hu nefesh," by saying that blood is the location of a person's soul. And one who causes a person to have a wound removes a bit of the soul. When we wound someone or wrong them or humiliate them, we hurt the soul of that person. I don't think that's an accident but the Zvers Hadam Hu nefesh," comes in a parashat called Achare called, Mot, after the death. Two of Aaron's sons have just died during their ordination ritual, and the Torah is still struggling with this. After a death, we need to reaffirm that life means something, and the practice of treating blood as sacred asserts that life is made in God's image. I can't help thinking this week that we need to revive this ancient respect. The earthquake in Nepal has claimed so many lives and brought so many sorrows that we feel overwhelmed. And in city after city, a country continues to live with the effects of racism and with what President Obama has called our need for soul searching. And it's difficult to speak about this to you because I know that I do not need to walk down the street and be afraid of being perceived as a criminal or as a threat. I'm not an expert in American racism. African Americans, unfortunately, among others, are experts in American racism. And yet I feel that I must say something tonight about the respect for life. I have been so deeply saddened by the long and growing list of deaths of unarmed African Americans confronted by police. And I feel it's our duty as citizens and as Jews to respond to these events, to learn effective and just ways to recreate ourselves so that justice and law enforcement, which we all need and we all value, works for everyone. We cannot continue to criminalize bodies because of their race. We cannot be of those who metaphysically consume the nefesh, who violate the integrity of others' bodies and souls. When we see such a violation, we should feel sick. And I feel that respect for the nefesh, for the mystery of life contained in the body has something to teach us about how to see each life as valuable, not just in theory, but in practice. I have this week been reading Rabbi David Seidenberg's new book, Kabbalah and Ecology, God's Image in the More Than Human World. You should run out and get this book. In the book, Rabbi Seidenberg gathers Kabbalistic texts that speak of the divine image as something that unites all beings. And one text from the Zohar Chadash, which is an appendix to the Zohar, explores the Genesis story in which humans are created and comments on the verse in which God says, let us make human beings. So the obvious question is, right, who is God talking to? Right, who is the us? There are many, many answers to this question. The Zohar Chadash offers this answer. So when God said, ha-Adam when God said, "Make, the, um, let us make Adam in our image, as our likeness," the word "Naaseh" ends in the letter he. and they say this "Hey" is the he. and for the Kabbalist, the "Hey" is the shekhinah the Divine Presence. It means the Shekhinah and all that exists below who are united in her, in her image, in actuality, mamash. That means for real. In other words, when God says, let us make human beings, God is is making the human beings in Shekhinah's image. And what this text means is in a divine image that is multiple, like we are multiple. We're not an I, we're a we. And when, a, and when this text says mamash, it's real, mamash, it's, we're made in Shekhinah's image, it's not just the emphatic mamash, or as you might have heard in Yiddish, mamash. It means to have substance, to have physical form. God's image appears not as a spiritual entity that we can't see, but in our mamash, in our actual forms in which we live and move. And our, to me that that means What it means to me right now is that our respect for the dignity of other beings is not to be a respect in the abstract. It has to extend to our real and diverse bodies. When we talk about equality, but we don't act that way, when we teach our children that we're all equal, but we don't make that stick on our streets, in our schools, in our workplaces, in our courtrooms, our good intentions aren't enough. That's not mamash. That's the abstract. It's it's not the hey. It's not the shechina. It's not here and present. It's not real. I hope and believe that if we look at a person and we see the nefesh, if we see the life force, the unique mystery that animates them, that we will value their lives. And that valuing has to cause us to reconsider our thoughts, our actions, our assumptions, our fears and self deceptions. To see the nefesh has to mean to change in response to that nefesh. So the Torah is telling me blood matters, bodies matter, black lives matter, all lives matter. And the word matter itself is an encoding of what I'm trying to say. Matter means what is solid and what is real. And to me, when the Torah says, the blood is the soul, our ancestors are speaking to us about their sense that the life force cannot be tamed or used or consumed for our benefit, but deserves to be honored. I mentioned at the beginning of my drash that the second half of this week's double parsha, Kiddoshim, the Holiness Code, contains the verse, Lo ta'ase evel the mishpat, you shall do no wrong in judgment. How do we comply with this mandate? To do no wrong in judgment. How do we comply with a mandate to judge people fairly? This is something that we must discover together. I want to quote, as we face the events of the previous week, African-American teacher and writer Julia Blount, who writes, I'm not asking you to condone or agree with violence. I just need you to listen. I don't need you to validate anyone's actions, but I need you to validate what black America is feeling If you cannot understand how experiences like mine or my students would lead to hopelessness, pain, anger, and internalized depression, you're still not listening. So listen. Listen with your heart. And perhaps in hearing that plea to listen, we can also listen to the heart, to the heartbeat, the blood that is the spirit and the life force, the presence of Shekhinah in the body, that is so fragile and so precious. We can adopt our ancestors' value of hadam hu ha the blood is the soul. We can regain that sensitivity to the life force. And maybe then we have a shot at doing what it says in our parasha. Kadosh ani, Be holy, because I, the eternal, I'm holy. Shabbat shalom to you all.